You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Insiders wherever you get your podcasts. Behind everybody from Philadelphia, 76ers of me. Murphy. Thank you so much for holding it down. I'm Lauren Rosen. We are here for another post Sixers win Twitter space. Guys, three in a row at home. It's a season long seven game homestand and the Sixers have won all three opportunities thus far. We will dive into the box score. You guys will give us your feedback. But Matt Murphy, first of all, I want to hear your thoughts about last night's win and what it's been like to to cruise through this homestand thus far. Lots of points. I don't want to give away my box score takeaways too far in advance, but it's great to be back with you, Lauren. Three wins in a row for the Sixers, 15-12 and 12 record now. And I, I wrote this yesterday for the site, just as part of the, the headline, that the home momentum continues to build. And this is even prior to the Sixers beating the Kings. They've now won 9 of 10 at home, including five straight. Golden State coming up on Friday night, which we will get into as we go. But the Kings were the most recent opponent on the schedule, and they have been playing some good basketball this year. One of the surprise teams in the NBA, and the Sixers took care of business, making a statement with 80 points in the first half. That ball movement on this homestand so far, you couldn't ask for a much better start on such a long homestand for the first almost half of the games to include this type of ball movement, this type of team chemistry, and the output that they've been producing. Like I said, you can't ask for much more, and I'm excited to talk with everyone about it. 
Send us your comments, send us your questions. My DMs are open, Matt's DMs are open. You can also click that purple icon in the bottom right-hand corner if you are listening live and submit any questions or comments you have. We will try to read as many of them as we can. But without further ado, I will jump into the box score. I'll give you guys a quick recap, some highlights about who did what last night. And as I do so, please send us those questions, those comments, let us know what stands out. Matt, I'll turn it over to you right after. But let's start with Joel Embiid once again. We're going to look back at a few of his most recent games, but his most recent one last night, 31 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and a block. He shot 10 for 16 from the field, 11 for 13 from the free throw line, and played 30 minutes total. James Harden last night, 21 points, 7 rebounds, 15 assists, 5 steals, 7 for 13 from the field, 4 for 7 from 3-point range, 3 for 6 from the foul line. Lower than his usual foul flip, but an incredible stat line from James Harden. Those 15 assists, not even a season high. He's done so, so many times in his career. Matt, we've talked about hitting that 17 mark quite a few times. Thought last night he might hit 18 with those 10 first half assists, but he wasn't needed as heavily as maybe he would have needed to be needed in order to get that type of clip in the second half, which is, of course, a good thing. Uh, Tobias Harris, 21 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, a steal, and a block. Tobias shot 9 for 17 from the field in his 34 minutes of play. P.J. Tucker made two of his three three-point attempts last night, 6 points and 4 rebounds in 24 minutes of play. De'Anthony Melton, who has been starting in place of Tyrese Maxey, was unavailable last night due to back stiffness. Matisse Thibel stepped into the starting lineup in place of De'Anthony Melton and finished with his season high. 15 points and two rebounds. Matisse shot five for seven from the field, three for four from three-point range in 22 minutes of play. And then we go to the bench. Matt Murphy, Shake Milton, great once again. 14 points, three assists, and a steal. He shot five for 10 from the field in a bench-high 33 minutes of play. George Niang, 12 points, six rebounds, three assists, and a steal. He shot four for eight from the field, all four of those three-pointers, and finished at a game-high plus 25 in his 26 minutes of play. Matt, when I read through all of those stats, what stands out to you? A lot stands out, as has been the case on this win streak for me. And to get to the 80 points, the assist numbers for the team, and then individually just Harden's stat line in general, um, the first 76er to ever record at least 15 points, and at least 15 assists in back-to-back games in franchise history. He had a huge first half. When it comes to assists, they had 34 in this win over the Kings. That's a season high. 21 of them came in the first half when they scored the 80. 24 of the 34 were from James Harden and Tobias Harris. So the nine assists for Harris, notable in my opinion, Three of their four 30-assist games since 34 was a season high have been the last three games at home. So the Lakers game, the Hornets game, and now the Kings game. All wins. That pace they're seeking is looking good. The ball movement they're seeking as part of that is looking really good. And, and that was something that we all discussed in the group setting last night, post-game media, was Tobias Harris's passing, his nine assists. It was a popular topic. Matt Winona always has good feedback. She says, this is the formula. Do what must be done. Play with pace. Share the ball. Get on top and stay on top. And then I liked this message. You messaged, you mentioned rather Tobias Harris. And Aaron says, love seeing Tobias. Put it all together. Happy to see him get 
get his moment on that slam. A couple big dunks from Tobias Harris lately, more than a few, a couple that were almost massive. Um, some great lobs last night, Tobias Harris, Matisse Seibel both getting involved. But Matt, you mentioned it, those nine assists from Tobias Harris garnered a lot of attention in post-game media last night, whether from Doc Rivers, from Joel Embiid, or from Matisse Seibel. They all discussed the way that Tobias has continued to evolve, and that's without even talking about what he was able to do on the defensive end. A large plot line in last night's media session was discussing who would take duties guarding De'Aaron Fox. And the original plan, of course, was to have someone like a D'Anthony Melton tagged on De'Aaron Fox all night. But we found out early, or rather early in the night, but late before the game, that D'Anthony was going to be unavailable. And therefore, Tobias Harris was going to step in. And that's not a role that you've traditionally seen Tobias play, but he played it well. Matisse backed him up as well. And cool to see the way that he has evolved into quite a Swiss army knife in the words of Matisse Thibel. Tobias Harris has just been stellar in this homestand so far, Matt. For anyone who doesn't know, Lauren and I at the home games, most of the time are seated next to each other. And I think on one of his dunks, I said to you something along the lines of, this guy is just dunking everything. And while that's not entirely true, everything he does is drawing attention right now. And when when your game is flowing, when Tobias gets into this state of, you know, positive flow on the offensive end, he's able to pump fake and drive around guys because they're respecting his three-point shot. When he's passing it so well, he's a true triple threat option right now. And sometimes he's been going baseline and dunking the ball. Other times he's just been, you know, hanging up in the air and, and laying it in creatively. And he's a problem out there right now for other teams. And he's the opposite of a problem for the Sixers because he's been a big part of what they do, but we should not just just focus on him. There, there's so many other players that, that factored in. Winona actually mentioned Shake Milton to me and said that I knew we had this kind of talent but didn't see the evolution coming. There's some, something to be said for adversity allowing individuals to step in and step up to the point about Milton leaving it out there every night, as Winona says. Now it's in more of a bench role, which we discussed last time, but he was one of the many Sixers who made an impact against the Kings, 14 off the bench. George Niang's activity was very important as he works his way back healthy. And then the the top of the box score with Embiid, this 30-point streak that he's on, can't understate it. And Harden with the way that he's passing the ball. in Being there and seeing James Harden, one of the, the game's elite playmakers, do this, and as he says, create easy shots for guys like Niang and last night Matisse Thibel and PJ Tucker he says he's that's something he keeps coming back to he's trying to get easy shots for guys that play both ends of the floor give it their all defensively and it's on them to knock down the shots and they made 16 threes as a team and Matisse Thibel going three for four he was paying off those easy looks that Harden and others like Tobias and and the entire team create for guys trying to reward the two-way players I thought that is a special thing to think about, and Harden keeps coming back to it all season long. Doc Rivers had similar thoughts, Matt Murphy, immediately post-game, talking about why things are working as well as they are for this team right now, particularly offensively. Let's take a listen to what Doc had to say, and then hear him discuss how big Tobias was last night. Yeah, you know, really the last two games, you know, um, you know, 120s, shooting over 50%. You know, uh, ball's moving, the floor's wide open. Uh, that's exactly what we're talking about. You know, Tobias had nine assists tonight. James had 15. 
Uh, I mean, it just says that they're moving the ball, they're playing together, uh, our spacing is correct, um, and it's good to see. Yeah. Just seeing the game, uh, slowing the game down for him. You know, that's not something he he is. He's a great passer, but he's becoming a better passer each year. You know, and uh, with the spacing and where guys are, we go over it every day. Uh, you know, today we covered it over and over again. You know where guys are coming. Um, you know where they're trying to flood. We're, we're, we got PJ in the right spots. Uh, you know, Matisse is diving. So I think when you practice it over and over, you see it. I think he's starting to see it. It's good for us. That, of course, Doc Rivers discussing last night's synergy on offense. Matt, I don't know if you have other questions, comments from your DMs or from the space, but I want to make sure we get to as many as we can or your thoughts um, on, on Doc's comments. I'm sorting through things, but I, I had mentioned – Thibel, who Doc didn't mention there, but I know you had a chance to talk to Matisse um, in the walk-off interview, and I, I love the Swiss Army Knife comment that he made about Tobias Harris, but I know Matisse is not a guy that you had talked to in that situation yet this year, so it was good to have you catch up with him because he really took advantage of stepping into the starting lineup and then playing through some foul trouble early. Fouls were a big part of this game, and for the Kings as well, but... Matisse getting two fouls in the first like 30 seconds of the game and then continuing to make an impact later on and then you had a chance to to catch up with with him yeah Matt I'll roll that sound right now from immediately post game with Matisse and then we can go to Doc discussing Matisse as well here is Matisse immediately post game Matisse Thibault you guys created the separation you needed in that 80 point first half what was working early tonight got stops ball moved on on offense and I mean, honestly, guys are knocking down shots, and that gets contagious. You were one of those guys, three for four from three tonight, 15 points a new season, high for you. How good did it feel to play that well offensively? I mean, it feels good to see a couple of them go in. Like, you work hard, you want to see it. Like, you're the fruits of your labor, so today was a good one for me. Tobias has been so solid in each of these three wins at home. What does he mean to you and to this team? He's like, he's become our Swiss Army knife. Whether he's got to guard the point guard or their power forward, or he's posting up, or he's shooting, catch and shoot threes. He's his game is becoming so well rounded that like his utility is like endless. And it, I mean, to see the development of him as a player just in my career is pretty cool. And here's Doc Rivers on Matisse as well. And we want him to stay in the open court. Going really well tonight. It seems like he and James are developing a good little bit of chemistry over these yeah. last few games. What did you like about him tonight? I just liked how he played. You know, shoot the ball when it's an obvious shot, drive the ball. Um, still, I still think with his speed, I think he had two of them. I think he can have four layups a game just by outrunning people. Um, even the one he had, the one in the first half, he should have ran like five seconds ago. And then, you know, because they're loading off of him in transition. And so he has a chance. Uh, to make a living running to the basket. And with James' passing ability, uh, he'll get it. Frustrating. I've seen some questions about Matisse. Jennifer says, love to see Matisse finding his rhythm and draining those threes. That's something that he's talked about all season long, talked about a conversation on Media Day that he had with J.J. Redick over the summer and about how the fact that the work will always end up showing up. 
So here's to hoping that that will be the case for Matisse Thibel, who has worked really hard for every opportunity that he's gotten this season. And last night, of course, making the most of his start. I'm also seeing a couple, it's happening every time and hopefully uh, very few times remaining for folks to ask me what's going on with young Tyrese Maxey, who remains out due to that left foot fracture. But uh, Doc Rivers said last night that he is progressing well, that he started getting up and down the court with his teammates. No definitive return date yet, but of course, this was originally slated as a three to four week absence before reevaluation for Tyrese Maxey. Great to see that in those three to four weeks, he's now been, been able to get back out on the court with his teammates as much as he can. Doc said that he hopes to see Tyrese running a little bit more heavily in practice as this week progresses. So no definitive update yet, but you can promise that we will get it. Uh, we will get it to you guys as quickly as we can. Matt Murphy, anything in your inbox? That's t-shirt toss participant Tyrese Maxey. Yes, of course. T-shirt toss legend uh, Tyrese Maxey. But looking forward to seeing him tossing the basketball to his teammates as soon as possible because I don't think he's best utilized for his skills as a t-shirt thrower. It's fu- it's funny to, to watch him. He's been doing it for many games now during timeouts. He's oftentimes grabbing the game ball or like just standing so not impatiently, but he, you could tell he wants to be back out there, he, whether he's under the basket during a timeout or, I mean, he was participating in the t-shirt toss against the Kings at one point, but it, obviously everyone is, is hoping to have him back as soon as he's able to. A Matisse Thibel question, Lauren, that we can help with is what was he eating during his post-game media session last night? Yes, great question. I believe it was popcorn. I can't confirm, but it looked like popcorn, and, and there is popcorn in the locker room post-game, so I'm going to go with popcorn. The, the Warriors game up next is something I'm looking forward to. I'm sure a lot of fans are looking forward to as well. They played the Bucks a night ago, so when as the Sixers were beating the Kings, the Warriors were in Milwaukee where they lost 128-111. They will have another game against Indiana, while the Sixers have two days off now. So we'll have some practice updates coming on social in all likelihood from the Sixers tomorrow. But the Warriors have a back-to-back, and then they're in in Philly on Friday. It's the second – last night was the first game in a six-game road trip for them, the the loss to the Bucs, and they've struggled away from home. I incorrectly said their record last time. Instead of 13 losses, I said three losses, but it wouldn't have made sense anyway because I gave their their road record, which is now two and 12. So they're 14 and 14, the defending champ Golden State Warriors. And that's the next opponent as the Sixers are gonna be looking for four in a row at home. Steph Curry didn't have the best shooting night in Milwaukee, but the game prior, they beat the Boston Celtics who have been the best team in the NBA. And he and Clay Thompson combined for 66 points. So it's always going to be a a tall task and a tough matchup when you face the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors, of course, are going to hope to figure that road record situation out on that long road trip, Matt, as you mentioned. And the 76ers looking to figure some things out at home. They are off to a good start thus far. We mentioned it at the top of the show, but this is a season-long seven-game homestand for the 76ers. So far, three games down, three wins down. The midpoint, of course, Friday hosting Golden State. That's a primetime matchup on ESPN. So looking forward to watching that one with you, Matt, and then hopefully reacting to it on Twitter Spaces. Following the Golden State game on Friday, the Sixers will host the Toronto Raptors on Monday, the Detroit Pistons on Wednesday, the Los Angeles Clippers on Friday, and then they are off on Christmas Eve to their Christmas Day matchup. That is noon at Madison Square Garden. 
on Christmas Day. So, Matt, any final thoughts from you as we look ahead, as we get ready for Golden State on Friday? Again, we do these after every Sixers win. We make them available on the 76ers Insiders podcast feed, so make sure that you are following us there. And also remember that you can send us questions in between now and Friday's game, between now and Monday's game, and we'll try to get to as many as we can every time we meet here. I would love to start doing some sort of question of the day type deal heading into these. So everyone keep that in mind as we move along. One other thing I wanted to say, we didn't talk too much about Joel Embiid in this one, but he is the NBA's leading scorer at this point at 33.3 points per game. Technically speaking, when I brought that up on the last spaces, he had only played in 69% of the Sixers games, and you have to be at 70% of your team's games to qualify for the official leaders list. It was close enough at the time, and now after his 19th game out of 27, something like that, he's at 70%. So he is officially and unofficially the NBA's leading scorer at 33.3 points per game. Embiid is averaging 39.2 points per game over his last five. Their opponent on Friday has a top 10 player in Steph Curry, who's averaging just under 30, seventh best in the league. But Joel Embiid topping the list right now at 33.3 points per game. Looking forward to the next chance we get to talk with everyone after a Sixers win their next game, Friday, 7.30 ESPN, 97.5, The Fanatic. Lauren, Lauren Rosen, thanks so much. Thanks, Matt. We'll talk to you guys soon. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 
2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.